Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Howdy. Welcome, everyone, to another week of broadcast from Race Chaser Media. I'm Tom Baker, and we are set to roll with Lead Lap, the first of the five shows we do each week on Race Chaser Media and Race Chaser Radio. Um, this is Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers, and uh, we'll tell you more about the folks in Victory Custom Trailers uh, in a little while. We are coming to you live from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, inland from Hurricane Isaiah, not Isaiah, as all the other newscasters and weather folk like to say. Ah, gosh, we need easier names for hurricanes, James Mellick. Um, I agree with you for that. You know, they seem to be struggling with this one. I came up with a great idea earlier. Why didn't we just call it Hurricane Jim Bob? Yeah, I mean, make it something easy. Can't, like, make, can't mess that up. No, that one's pretty easy to say. Yeah, I saw the name of the hurricane, and I was like, uh, all right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and call that one I, because I have no idea Isaiah's. what that says. So I just went with I. If you I. take the last S off, it would be Isaiah. So it's just Isaiah. It's very oh, yeah. easy. That is true. Yeah, I just very saw it easy. and I was confused. So and I we have an Isaiah who works here at the station. Yes, we do. And no uh, yeah, and uh, want to wish him well. Also, he had uh, some surgery a few weeks ago, still recovering. So I uh, hope to have Isaiah back in the studio, not the hurricane. Um, we are getting the rain from it, though. We are getting some rain here, but we're inland. So we're not going to get the full effect of it. Um, and uh, I'm thankful for that. And certainly... Uh, I don't know. I th- I guess they said it was going to strengthen a little bit, but um, I just feel like uh, it's not going to be obviously as big as what they feared it might be, which is a good thing. That is so, really good. Yeah. Especially so, uh, right now with a lot of these states um, suffering from the pandemic. Yeah. Um, any damage from Mother Nature just adds problems to that state. Sure does. So it's always not. I mean, it's not always nice to have something like that, but it's great to hear that it's uh, going to be a little bit less than expected. Yes, and so uh, just uh, wishing our friends well who are in its path. Uh, you're going to get really, really wet. You may, you may get some uh, gusty winds, but hopefully it won't be as bad as maybe uh, it was feared it might be when uh, we first started talking about it several days ago. Uh, meanwhile, we are, as I said, in the com- comfy confines of the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. James Mellick is the producer and the voice you've been hearing talking back and forth to me off camera. Um, we call him Red. He is the teardown specialist for Levine Family Racing and another tough weekend for you guys with the 95 car boy chris is fast had a top five run going and um then um went kaboom a couple of times yeah um disappointing you know but there's stuff to build on there you look at it and see that you're fast when you go to most of these racetracks we've been fast everywhere we go just uh it's the learning curve we talk about sure. at the end of the race is yeah. when when uh it seems like we start to have smaller mistakes, rather it's something that happens mechanically or yep. you know just the driver having more time behind the seat at that racetrack when the tempo picks up uh because these tracks do change more over the course of a race when it's five hundred miles compared to three hundred miles um so it's just the learning curve being a rookie, and he's learning it's fast, so definitely still think we're going to get ourselves a win this year though oh i I would think that there's still a good chance of that uh we'll see how things go over the next few weeks but uh 
So, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. We got NASCAR. We got uh, F1. Um, that will be a short conversation. Uh, we have uh, we have some IndyCar to talk about. We got a contract extension in NASCAR to talk about. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we've got a couple of guests to talk with coming up on tonight's show. First guest uh, in just a little while is going to be a familiar face. He is uh, the winner of the most recent Cars Tour event, which took place in Hickory this weekend. It was supposed to be the throwback race, but because there were no fans, uh, they didn't do the throwback scheme. Um, But uh, we've got the winner of the late model stock portion of that, uh, Bobby McCarty, going to be joining us, Bobby Mack. And um, then uh, at the top of the hour, we're going to hear from uh, one of strutmasters.com's many uh, sponsored drivers here, uh, Chad Vinley out of Michigan. Chad is a familiar name to the folks here, too, because he's done some uh, racing in the Arca Series, the late models, uh, up into the NASCAR National Series, and he's going to, uh, now he's racing dirt late models and uh, picked up a win in Michigan over the weekend, and um, we're going to have Chad on to start the second hour. So we've got uh, plenty to catch up on, of course, we can start with um, what's in the news. And I think the biggest news of the day may be that uh, Brad Keselowski, one day after winning for the third time this year, um, re-signed with Team Penske for one year. Although it, th- that's conjecture, I will say, only because it wasn't listed in the official press release. But I've seen a couple of different sources now that have said it's a one-year deal. Um, through the end of the 21 season. But Brad Keselowski back in the two-car um, for Team Penske for next year. Not a surprise to me. I maintained that I maintain that he would stay in that car all along. I never saw him going to the 48 or anywhere else, really. Um, I just don't think if you're Brad Keselowski, unless you get a miraculous kind of offer, James, I just don't see him going anywhere. Um, why would you leave Penske, especially when you're winning? Yeah, I didn't see him leaving either unless it was for the 48, but he's built such a good um, friendship over there with those guys, even the crew chiefs. I mean, as you saw, he had one crew chief last year and switched over to another one that he's worked with in the Xfinity series, and he continued that winning streak. So he has that camaraderie with more than one person over there. And for a driver to leave that, if it's his choice, I'm not a driver. I never have drove like that and been to that level. But I'd have to say it's hard to leave somewhere when you're winning and you have a good friendship with crew chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't see that. That doesn't, uh, like I said, it's uh, you got to look at the situation and the way that it shook out. Um, you know, there's so much talk about the 48 going away, or sorry, the 88 going away and Bowman moving over to the 48 for next year. Um, that again, unless you've Unless you're a driver that brings a bunch of like a full season of sponsorship, um, you know, I don't see anybody, uh, you know, or unless Hendrick finds a good sponsor or two, I don't see four cars in the Hendrick stable at this point. Uh, it would be easy for them to move Bowman over because, of course, he uh, the 48 cars got sponsorship through, I think, 23. And so Alex would be good for, you know, three more years before uh they would have to be concerned. And so, you know, you look at what's out there. If you're Brad Keselowski, are you going to leave to go to the 42 car? Probably not. You know, and it 
it kind of goes down from there unless you think that maybe one of the Stuart Haas cars are going to be open, but they're Fords too. Why would you leave Penske for another Ford? You know, so at the end of the day, for me, it was always about Brad staying. Now, here's where this whole thing gets really interesting. There was news out over the weekend that Bubba Wallace apparently has been offered partial ownership of Richard Petty Motorsports in exchange for obviously uh, resigning to keep driving for them in the midst of rumors that he may go to the 42 car because McDonald's is a sponsor of his, as well as being a sponsor of uh, Chip Ganassi Racing's cars. So, you know, th- this is kind of crazy. Uh, I don't remember the last time that a driver was offered partial ownership of a car to, you know, to, to, to stay with the team he was with, unless you count Jeff Gordon, but that was a lifetime contract. And it was obviously, I would argue as much as I like Bubba, I would argue that was a much bigger scale. I think this is an interesting move by the owners of RPM um, who really like Bubba for a number of different reasons. And, and uh, you know, they brought in Cash App and they've got a couple of other sponsors on the way from what I'm told. So interesting development for old Bubba Wallace here uh, that he may have a chance to become part owner of a team with the King's number on it. Yeah, uh, Adam Stern reported it's somewhere in the range between 10 and 20 percent. Um, not too big of a percent, but it's still a percent of ownership stake yep. in a team. Yep. And that shows the investment that team is willing to take for you, which shows that they're truly invested in you if they're going to give you some ownership stake in the race team. So it's definitely going to be a tough decision on him now, um, depending on how many seats are out there for him. Now having a chance to have a little bit of ownership, that changes the game. Well, it does. And he has run much better lately. Um, people want to for a number of reasons, obviously want to sort of disrespect him as of late. But uh, the fact is that if you're watching the race um, and again, yesterday he was up well inside the top 10 at one point. And um, you know, there's definitely more speed in that car. Uh, I think there's real signs of improvement there. And if they can just get some more sponsor dollars and get, um, the kind of resources they need to compete on the level of the elite teams, I would argue that Bubba Wallace runs up front. And so it's interesting. I've said all along, if you put him in equipment that can win, he'll win. He's done it at every single level that he's had the kind of equipment that he needs. Now he got to Roush in the Bush series or nationwide, whatever it was when he got there. Um, and he just wasn't... Um, you know, they, they didn't have the stuff. He was a sixth place car, basically. And he ran, I think he finished sixth about seven or eight times that year. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. But uh, lots of silly season rumors out there. Uh, and apparently uh, more conversation around the 42 car than what we probably would have thought before. So, um, I don't know if that includes Matt Kenseth or not, but we'll have to just wait and see. So there's a little bit of NASCAR news for you, things to chew on anyhow. When we come back on the other side of this break, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the NASCAR race yesterday at Loudoun and um, 
Then, of course, we've got a couple of guests coming up as well. First one set to join us in a little while is going to be Bobby McCarty, who picked up the win in the Cars Tour late model race in Hickory Saturday. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Lead Lap Radio presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Hey, while you're listening to this show, pop on over to VictoryCustomTrailers.com and check out what they have to offer. If you are looking for a trailer of any type, new or used, doesn't have to be a, a trailer for racing. It can be a trailer for anything, but they are racers. So they do know what racers want. And the name custom in Victory Custom Trailers, that word custom is key. The more custom you want it, the more they shine. 
Uh, they've got about 200 new and used trailers in stock. Um, if you just want something that that's sort of on the lot, so to speak, and you're not real fussy, but if you want a custom trailer, you don't even have to go there. You can design it right from their website. Victory Custom Trailers excels both in the sales and the service side, and they do outstanding craftsmanship. Otherwise, they would not be sponsoring this show. Chris Hedinger is a friend of mine, and I know I've been in his trailers, and I know the work that goes into them and the pride that they take in doing it right and making it right for you. So uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com is the place to go for your next trailer for any purpose. Go to their website and check them out. We are um, rolling through another Monday night. Uh, We've got Bobby McCarty coming up shortly, and we've also got Chad Finley Coming up at the top of the hour, we started the show talking NASCAR, and I do want to touch a little bit on yesterday's uh, event from New Hampshire with uh, James Mellick before we get on to uh, Bobby McCarty and do short track things, which we also love to do on this show. But um, I got to tell you, man, I I thought about halfway through that race, I actually asked myself, Am I watching a NASCAR race at Loudon? I mean, Brad Keselowski and Denny Hamlin just absolutely threw it down like they were running at Bristol. Yeah. For most of the race, swapping paint a little bit. You know, we we had a, we had a little bit of rooting and gouging going on. Ryan Blaney was involved in some of that. Um, I mean, it was a great race at Loudon, and it wasn't until maybe the last thirty forty laps that Brad kind of pulled away. Yeah, they ran side by side and were exchanging the lead just back and forth, back and forth. It's Ryan incredible. Blady got involved in it. Uh, it was definitely incredible racing for sure up front. I mean, it was racing all the way through the field. Drivers yeah. were making passes and working their way through the field. It was a great package NASCAR took there because the drivers were they weren't just stuck to one line. They were using the PJ1. I know they were scared because nobody was on it before they were, but it seemed like they put what they needed to do on that racetrack to make yeah. it raceable. And it, it was a really was, good race. Yeah, that was, that was really a, a very raceable track. And, and uh, the, the, the low, um, basically the low horsepower, um, you know, low spoiler package, really low ground, low um, arrow. Uh, uh, package, low drag. Low drag. The low drag, small spoiler. It, small spoiler. Yep. Um, that makes so much difference in the way those cars handle and it makes the racing so much better. Um, you know, I, I really honestly wish they just run that thing all the time. Uh, but it's, uh, it, it definitely was good yesterday. Um, it was good to see Brad get the win. He was also my pick. So, uh, score some points, valuable points for me in our fantasy league. Hamlin second, Martin Truex, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick rounding out the top five. Matt DiBenedetto, nice job. To finish sixth, he's really, uh, Matty's doing a nice job in that 21 lately. They, they're showing much more speed. I think it took them a little while to kind of get going together, but uh, these last four or five races, they've really had some speed. Do you see him staying in that seat? I'm just asking you. I hope so. Because, you know, he struggled at the start of the year. He's starting to find his rhythm now, and he only signed a one-year deal. Uh, opportunity for a lot of people to move around. Do you think yeah. he remains there? Um, I mean, I think here's the deal. Um, Ford's got Chase Briscoe. So, you know, again, this is a business. If if Ford wants Chase Briscoe upstairs, 
And if there's no place at Stuart Haas for him, um, then, you know, at that point, uh, you're either looking at, well, do we put him at a third card of Roush? Do we put him at front row? Or do we put him in the 21? You know, there's really not, Ford hasn't got much else on the cup side that you, you know, you just go and put him in um, that's quality. So I think... It's going to depend on what happens at Stuart Haas. You've got Larson out there. We don't, you know, we, we believe that Tony would covet Kyle Larson. We don't know if he would have a sponsor. We don't know what that situation is. So I, I think it depends on Chase Briscoe. I think Briscoe moving to cup might be the, the, the only thing that gets men out of that seat. I don't think Cindric will go to that car. I think when Austin's ready to go to cup, um, I believe you'll see him in a, you'll have another, a fourth Penske house car is what I think you see. So I would think that the only one that boots him is Matt DiBenedetto. I don't see anyone no, else no. coming in. And they Briscoe, would, to boot. Briscoe, sorry, him. Briscoe yep. to boot. Yeah, the only yep. one to boot DiBenedetto would be Briscoe. Otherwise, I think Matt would, would come back, and I think he's earned that right to come back. I think he, you know, one year's never long enough, you know, and I, you know, I, I mean, he was one year in your car, in the, in your, with, with a 95 car, and I, it's just, I get it. I, it's business, but, you know, you got to give somebody a couple of years to, to get acclimated. So uh, glad to see him for the sixth. Eric Amarillo, nice run for seventh. Cole Custer, eighth. Chase Elliott, ninth. And Tyler Reddick rounding out the top ten. Jimmy Johnson once again. Um, gosh, I mean, the, the, just when you think maybe a top five to a top ten, and he gets spun out, and then, uh, you know, he comes back for 11th, which is terrible. Just not. It's like, dang it, I, I want to see Jimmy get a win in his final year. Like, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I want to see Jimmy get a win as well. I'd see love him get to a see win. It. He's been around, and he's done a lot for the sport. I yeah. mean, he won five in a row, so it's something that's never been done before. Uh, he's a seven-time champion. He's tied with the two biggest names in racing, yes. and with uh, the Petty and with Earnhardt. So I think it's just deserving that he's, he has to get a win and make it into the playoffs this oh, I year. So. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I, I would really like to see him do that. So, uh, all in all, I thought it was actually a pretty good race. Um, and, you know, again, it wasn't until the end that uh, Brad kind of pulled away. But uh, I don't think it's the last race he wins this year. They've, they've really got it going on. Um, Blaney is long overdue. Um, and I think Blaney will get one eventually. Uh, and Joey's already in the playoffs as well. So correct me if I'm wrong on this. I was just thinking while we were talking yeah. about Jimmy there. Um, didn't the last three big names that retired all win a race in their final year? Getting there, Tony, Jeff, and Earnhardt Jr. Didn't they all win a race and make it into the playoffs? I don't think the Jr. year did. He didn't. See, I don't, I don't know if he did. did. I could not remember I don't that think one. Junior That's the did. only one that had me. <clears throat> no, excuse I don't me. think he did. Uh, Junior didn't have a great final year. Uh, for the most part, but uh, Tony and Jeff both did. Yeah. They both won the race into the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, Tony's came on the road course at Sonoma and then Jeff won Martinsville to catapult him at the last minute to, uh, to the final four race yep. at, um, Homestead. Where so, I think he finished fourth in yeah. that one, I believe. Yeah. 
Um, we'll check Junior's stats during the break, but I don't think Junior. Uh, I don't think he won a race in his final year. I, I can't remember, wrong, but I don't. I don't recall that happening. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, an interesting race now. This weekend we're off to Michigan. Yeah, you go from a short track with the the uh, low downforce package to a two mile racetrack where you're going to be sailing it into low the corners. Downforce. That's the that's the phrase I was looking for earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we're not running low downforce at Michigan. We're running uh, high downforce. Yes, I, I believe, believe it's high downforce. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll see. Uh, again, anytime, um, you know, anytime you run that package. I'm never optimistic we're going to get a great race just because that package just seems so iffy. Pocono gave us a pretty good race with that package. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did. Maybe maybe Michigan will. I mean, you you know, I think this year, because we ha- we've had the condensed schedule, I mean, we've run the same amount of races, but in, in a shorter amount of time, um, I think the mentality of the drivers has been different where – they're just driving the crap out of the cars. Uh, you know, we saw that yesterday. Um, you know, every stage, every point makes a difference. Uh, you know, it, so maybe it will be good. But, you know, you've got, uh, obviously, Xfinity um, and, and Cup uh, should be, a, should be a, a good weekend. And hopefully the weather will hold out you never really know what's going to be going on up in michigan even this time of year but uh looking forward to that and so uh that's it for nascar i can i can sum up formula one in one word mercedes davy davy hamilton wow lewis hamilton (laughs) um you know and there's a race right there where i keep saying that um coward bill i mean it's like Red Bull. What are you doing? I, Max Verstappen should have fired Red Bull when he had the chance because had they not pitted him late in the race, Max Verstappen probably wins. Uh, it, it's like, gosh, guys, I, the strategy over there is just awful. But, um, uh, you know, a big win for Mercedes again. Yeah, I was watching ESPN again. And I don't remember exactly which one of the broadcasters it was. They showed highlights from the race and Lewis cut that tire on the last lap. Yeah. And he says on the TV, he goes, you know, you're a bad mamma jamma when you can still win a race with a flat with tire. A flat tire. I was like, yeah, that's, I agree. That's that's just where we're at right now. There's Mercedes and there's everybody else. Uh, and uh, we got some IndyCar stuff to talk about, but we're going to have to save that for a little later in the show. We still have the Indy 500 coming up. This is such a bizarre year. And I got some news on that, I'll tell you. Yeah, after we'll, this. we'll get, yeah, when we, uh, when we get back and, uh, you know, at some point, either before or after we have a chance to uh, talk with Bobby McCarty, we'll, we'll get to the IndyCar stuff and talk some 500. It is just so bizarre to be saying that. In August, we're going to step aside. We're going to come back and we're going to talk Indy. We're going to have Bobby McCarty and talk short track. Hang on, more of Wee Lap right after this. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels 
skills new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. To lap presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com, Tom Baker and James Mellick currently parked inside the WSIC studios in lovely Statesville, North Carolina. Uh, and we are uh, broadcasting Live on Performance Motorsports Network and also on Race Chaser Radio, if you will. Uh, Go to the Race Chaser Media or Race Chaser Online website. Either address will get you there. And just look for the uh, shows player and just click it and you'll hear us whenever we do a live show. And in between, we just rotate the most recent five shows that we have done. So, um you will get mostly last week's show. If you listen to us for a while tonight after this one's over, you'll get mostly last week's because we've only run one show this week. And uh, apparently, I don't know what we're doing. We're just we're we're breaking things outside or something. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, we have got uh, the strutmasters.com hotline is very active. And uh, I think we have a Bobby Mac. Let's bring him up and see if we got a Bobby Mack. Hey, Bobby Mack, are you there? Yes, sir. 
Hey, congratulations on a huge win on Saturday. The race that temporarily is formerly known as the throwback cars race um, is not known as the throwback cars race at this moment because uh, we can have a crowd on Saturday. But uh, at any rate, you won it, and that's a big win. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the win on Saturday. Yes, sir. It was a it was a good win for us. It was a big shot in the arm. We definitely needed it. Um, started out Friday, we wasn't too happy with the car, and you know the guys at Nelson Motorsports just kept working on it, working on it. They never stopped and uh, qualified second. Um, track got kind of a little too greasy for our setup for uh, qualifying and come away second. I was pretty happy with that, and uh, we took the lead, and I just set my pace and. Um, I was able to save tires enough when we decided to go. You know, Nicole was really good. So, uh, really good job by my team and, and everybody involved to give me the piece that I needed to get the job done. Sure did. Uh, Minnie Tyrell, I think, got the pole for that, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yeah. that's uh, Those of you who don't know Minnie, we'll have to get him back on a show here soon. Minnie is uh, very short in stature, but he has got a giant right foot. And uh, What is his real name? I'm just curious on that. I think it is Timmy. I've never yes, seen it. Everything Timmy. you look at, even it's on the Timmy. score sheet, it says Minnie Tyrell. Yeah. Like, what is this? What is his <laughs> well, real name? Well, it's t- his father's name is Tim. Okay. And he's Timmy. Yeah. And they used to call him, and still do, I guess, Minnie Timmy. So he just became Minnie. Okay. Because I was always yeah. curious, like if he ever yeah. made it to like the Xfinity or a truck, would he be Minnie Tyrell, or were they call him? what his name was, and I'd see it, and I'd go, yep, He'd I have no to idea be, who that is. Yeah, because I don't think he's growing much. I think he's about done. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so uh, anyways, he ended up third, and I uh, just wanted to throw a quick shout-out to him because he's a nice kid. Um, and they've worked real hard to get that team to run up front, and uh, that was a good run for them. Jared Fryer, uh, between the two of you, you and Minnie, uh, finishing in second. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, was – was this kind of a dominating win for you, or um, was this was this a close race with Jared and Minnie? How did the race go for you? Uh, we took the lead um, on lap one, and uh, and we led every lap. I think we ended up oh, winning wow. for two seconds. Um, I mean, like I said, we just <clears throat> we kind of had a rough start this year, so um, I wanted to lead the lap to get the bonus point. Um, just to try and help us kind of get back in contention for things. And uh, once I took the lead, uh, I backed off and picked my pace, and everybody behind us was happy with that pace. And, um, you know, I kind of enjoyed that part because being able to ride out front, I mean, I could go when I wanted to go, and I didn't have to pass anybody. So, uh, you know, things just kind of played out for us there. And, um, like I said, I was able to save enough tires to where when we decided to go, I mean, the car was just really, really good. You know, it's it's nice when you can ride and save tires and, and lead the race and, you know, just kind of dictate when you decide to go instead of somebody else dictating, you know, if you're running third or fourth and you see the leaders go towards, you know, lap 80 or so after that point, there's no more competition caution. So um, you kind of got to go when they go so you don't have to run them down and you run out of time. Um, so just being out front, you know, let us, you know, make our own decisions on what we wanted to do as far as pace and, and when we wanted to, to push the pedal and and pick the speed up and I mean, like I said, everything just that's the thing about these cars for races, man. Everything's got to play out just right. One thing can fall out of place, and that's you you go from finishing first to fifth or 
you know what I mean? So just yeah. everything played out for us. It was it was a good weekend for us. Like I said, we we did everything we wanted to do, and um, with the way the season's going, it's a big shot in the arm. We definitely needed it. Well, yeah, you've had an interesting season. I mean, obviously you you didn't finish as well at uh, Southern National as you would have liked, and then you and Josh Berry had your differences of opinion at Ace, and uh, you know, so I'm sure after the last couple of races. You were awfully happy to get back to victory lane, and I know you're really focused on the championship, um, and this had to obviously help you a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, we uh, we started the season out with the Thanksgiving Classic remake, and we, and we won that, so we were real pumped up yep. for Kenley. Um, the car we won the first race with was the car from last year, and then the car we run the course race was a brand-new car that we built with R&S. Okay. And, uh... Just had to get, get the cobwebs shaken off of it, you know, get everything figured out, what it needed, you know, what the car wanted. And um, that first race was kind of it – was, it was terrible, I ain't going to lie. Um, we, we made some bad decisions and just couldn't ever get track position. And um, we learned a lot of things about the car. And then after that, you know, things started to, to pick up. We went to Langley and, and won a race. Um, then we went to Ace and had a really good car. And then all that happened. Um, yeah. And that was that was turned out to be a good weekend for us. You know, we qualified on pole and led 121 laps of 125. You know, so it was going to be a good weekend for us if uh, things would have played out. But you'll have that in big time racing. So uh, we just kind of wrote it off. You know, we we felt that our program is was going in the right direction, and um, to go and win at Langley against all those guys at their local race and. Uh, to win Hickory this past weekend, you know, I think it says a lot about where we're at. So um, we're definitely getting pumped up. I feel like we got all cylinders firing towards the, the back end of the season. Um, and that's the best time to, to be on your game. You know, uh, a lot of these big market races are coming up, and um, you definitely want to be on top of those. You know, at this point, I don't, I don't know what to expect with the points. I mean, it's the touring series, and it, it's hard to say, you know, what can happen, but uh, at this point, we're totally focused on winning races. You know, if we win a lot of them, points to take care of ourselves. If not, you know, we'll see what we can do next year. So, um, like I said, at this point, we're just rolling our sleeves up and we're going for trophies, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Well, you've got to, you've got a couple of interesting races coming up um, next weekend. You're at Dominion, which I think that's one of my favorite tracks in this part of the country. I love that facility just a gorgeous place to um to enjoy a race uh and it seems like a very raceable track and then you come back into north carolina and run orange county so a couple of races where obviously um you know both tracks are fast and and uh offer ample opportunity for a couple of groups of racing um what do you think about those two tracks and what kind of success have you had at Dominion in Orange County over the years? Uh, so last year was the first time I ever been to Dominion um, with the car storm, well, period for me, and we finished second. Um, so we got a good baseline there. Um, we definitely learned some things last year that, that we're ready to try out. And, yep. and like I said, we've, we've upgraded our program. We've changed some stuff. Um, made our cars better, we feel like. So uh, I'm excited to go back. Um we won at Orange County last year, um, and, and to 
to be quite frank, that's a track that I've kind of struggled at, to be honest with you. I just never – and it, it gets under my skin more than anything because every track I, I tend to pick up really quick, and Orange County is just kind of one of them ones that I haven't really got my head wrapped around it. So, okay. uh, But we did pick up a win last year at Orange County, so that was that was a good moment for me, uh, especially since it's a track I feel like I struggle at. So, uh you know, we've run top five at Orange County, you know, for the most part. Um, so it's not a bad track for me. Just like I said, it's not one that I really felt like I've understood or, or felt like I've figured out what I need to do there. But, um, you know, those are two tracks that I'm looking forward to go to, especially especially Orange County. Like, when you get a track that kind of gets under your skin, you just you get pumped up to go there because you just want to figure it out. Yeah. You know, at least I do. Um and I think after that we go to Langley and or Carteret and then Langley and those are two tracks that we run really well at too. So um we we got some good good tracks coming up for us and we just need to, to capitalize on it. You know, I feel like we're we're more than capable and uh, like I said, we're we're really happy where our program's at right now. So we just we just gotta go to work, man. That's all it comes down to. Well, and you've got uh, the race at the end of the month, uh, the visit Hampton dot com one twenty five at Larry King Laws Langley. Speedway, one of the longest racetrack names I've ever seen. Uh, Larry <laughs> King was Langley Speedway. Uh, yeah, that's a long name. Yeah, that's... you don't want to. If you Woo. have to say that twice in the segment, then you got to take a break. That's kind of how that works. Um, but uh, that's obviously a track you just had some success at. So overall, um, you've got to be pretty excited about the next three races. And uh, if you can come out of the month of August with um, some good success, then you go back to. Carteret County in South Boston and then Bristol at the end of September mm. for the short track nationals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, uh, I think this is a good run for us, you know, but yeah. um, we, we really can't, <clears throat> we, we've changed a lot you know, with our front end and, and just the overall car. And like, so we got a new chassis now and there's things on the new chassis that are different. So um, things are going to be different. They should be better, um, but I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not concerned with with how we'll perform. You know, as long as, as long as we get there and, and I do my job and give the good feedback that I need to give them, so they can give me what I need, we should be fine. Um, so, like I said, man, it's just it's go time now. You know, like I said we haven't really. I mean, we've won Nelson Motorsports has won I think five races this year, so it's been a good year yep. for us so far, considering the races that we've had. For sure. Um, but my season hasn't really been the season that I wanted. Um, and it's, it's got me pumped up. It's got the whole team pumped up. We're ready to ready to prove a point, you know, and, and get back where we need to be. So uh, we're all we're all chomping at the bit. We're ready to go. All the guys are we're we're, we're in stride right now. Um, and like I said, it's, it's back into the season. That's, that's definitely a good time for it all to start coming together. Sure. Okay. And uh, I'm going to correct myself. I knew when I was saying it, but you just couldn't stop. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, a super late model race, not a late model stock event. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of Bobby Mack on the other side. Stay with us. 
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. If we could only have uh, a rolling camera during the commercials and stay on the air and do uh, the kind of between uh, chapters or between segments conversation, it would be funny. Okay, welcome back to ELAP, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Tom Baker and James Malik inside the uh, studios at WSIC in Statesville. Talking motorsports, first of five Race Chaser Radio shows we do each week. Um, and we'll tell you about uh, what's coming up on Race Chase of the Radio the rest of the week here in a minute. But uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines right now. Strutmasters.com hotline. Thank you, Chip Lofton and staff. Uh, and we've got Bobby McCarty 
We're talking to Bobby about uh, his win this past Saturday at Hickory in the Cars Tour Late Model Stock Car Race and uh, what he's got upcoming this year. Um, September for the Late Model Stock Cars consists of back-to-back races on uh, the weekend of the 12th at Carteret County and then the weekend of the 19th, the following weekend, um, you go to South Boston for uh, a big weekend of racing there. Um, and then, uh, gosh, it gets down to crunch time because you're into October. And one of my favorite races, the Old North State Nationals at uh, Orange County on the 17th. And then uh, um, that's it for you. Um so uh, not a whole lot of racing left, but enough to certainly keep you interested, I guess. You got uh, a few this month and then a couple in September and big one in October. Uh, I know you said this hasn't been the season that you would have liked, but you, you're still chasing the championship. But I love your strategy of just chasing wins at this point. If you win enough, the points just add up. Yeah, um, and the car store has a lot of, a lot of bonus points. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I don't think there's been a repeat winner yet. Um, they do bonus points for polls, wins, stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, just got to go to work, man. I mean, you know, I'd love to win three championships in a row, but I mean, I mean, that was the thought process going into the beginning of the year. But, um, after the way the season's kind of played out now, it's, it's more just, we're here to win. You know, we're here to have weekends like we had Saturday where we dominate. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's what we're after. Um, and if we get a third championship, then that's great. You know, I'm, I'll be happy for the guys. But uh, as as far as we're concerned right now, we uh, the the Nelson Motorsports Race Shop is an old uh, well, not old, but it's a it's a dealership and it's got a showroom floor in it and what better place to put trophies instead of a showroom floor. That way everybody comes back and see them. So uh, we got a big, we got a big room to fill up and, uh, um, I'm looking to put a few trophies in there this year. So, uh, just got a good work, man. That's all, that's all we can do. And if it plays out, it plays out. If not, you know, it is what it is. Well, fortunately you're still a young race car driver, at least in racing terms. So you got, uh, Shoot, you got 20 or even 30 good years left if you want to have that long to uh, add trophies to that room. Um, And shoot, if you really want to go for it, uh, our guest on Thursday coming up on Motorsports Madness, Gary Elliott out of Canada. Uh, Gary is 73. He's been racing for 52 years. He's had the same sponsor for 47 years, which uh, he thinks, and I am inclined to think he may be right, is the longest athlete sponsor relationship going right now. Um, and uh, he's still winning races. He has made, he is uh, looking for when he re- next races, which I think is either this weekend or next, he's looking for his 842nd consecutive night of racing. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is impressive. 73 years old. So, Hey, you got a long way to go here, Bub. So uh, you you got plenty of time to fill up that trophy room over there. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep going until my body can't take it no more. So <laughs> I'll I'll be doing it. <laughs> well, I I know that um, 
I know that you uh, you said you 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 you've done well at the tracks coming up. Is there a track that you wish cars would run that uh, is not on their schedule? Concord. Well, I don't know if that's an option anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I run a I run the Alice Legacy car at Concord. Um, back in God, I think it was. 2011, 2012, somewhere in that year range. Really? Um, I love that place. Like, I instantly fell in love with it. My first race there, we qualified second, last 30 laps, and uh, had a restart. We got caught up. We went, ended up going three wide, getting into one. We took the green, and I didn't make it out to the end. Um, <laughs> but I, I liked the track. Um, it was a really cool track. Um and I think the year before I run the car store, they run there. And uh, I went and watched. Uh, it was our season opener the year before we ran. We our, My first year with the car store, and we went and watched that race. And then uh, that off season, you know, the team decided we was going to run the car store. And I said, man, I can't wait to go to Concord. And then it was like, yeah, well, kind of. I think we lost you there, uh, Bobby Mack. Um, our signal uh our signal left the building, I think. Uh, so hopefully we'll see if uh, we can get uh, Bobby Mack back here. But because that was a good story. Um, yeah, that was a great story. I but... wanted. I was waiting to ask him how he fit into an Allison Legacy car. Yeah, he must. Have been, he, he definitely had to be a lot younger. I think we got him back. Push the button. Let's see if we can. Um, yeah, you just uh, you just sort of left us there uh, in mid sentence, just to keep us hey, hanging. No, I guess. I don't, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, um, we'll blame it on a, the phone company. He was doing just like yeah. us radio people do. Leave you hanging right there so you it can come back after the commercial. Suspense. That's right. Uh, the problem was we aren't going to a commercial for a few more minutes. Uh, yeah, not for a few more. Okay, so you 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 never got to run Concord with the Cars Tour then. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, at, at Concord. Um, Man. That, that, that was one I'd like to do. Um, yeah. But to be honest, I, I kind of, I've never been to Five Flags. I think it'd be cool if they would go there. Oof, that would be fun. Five Flags would be a nice track. I'd love to see a cars race at Tri County. Yeah, now that um, they brought that back. Yeah, my first year with the car store that was our season opener was at Tri County. Now I got um, I got to go back for a second here, Bobby Mack, because you said you ran an Allison Legacy car in 2012. I know that was eight years ago, but you've been a big old boy for a while. How did you fit into an Allison Legacy car? Uh, we made a door flap yeah. where about three inches of the door would kind of drop down um, <laughs> and then I would uh, flip it up and I had like a like a little latch that would latch it back um, and that's how I got in it but they was tight man like they uh, they was it, it was a good deal though because I come straight out of I mean you know I come straight out of go-kart so uh, to get into a a five-eight steel car, perimeter chassis, no power steering, no sway bar, sealed shock. I mean, all you have is springs and cross. Oh yeah, yes, I raced one of those. Oh yeah, and uh, you just got up on the wheel, man. It was most of the laps were most of the races were fifty laps. We had the two hundred lap at Florence, um, and it was pretty much however long the race was. That was how many qualifying laps you made. <laughs> that was when the series was rocking too. Now it's it's they get barely four or five cars, but. Yeah, we we was averaging. I'm wanting to say around 20 cars a race. Yeah, and we had uh, we had it. We had Michael Cooper, Kenny Hill, Tyler Hill, Justin Allison. It was it was a lot of them. We had very competitive. We had quite, 
So, Bobby, you were talking about how you'd like to go to uh, Concord, which obviously we can't go to, and you think Five Flags would be a fun track. Uh, Winchester seems to put a good race on with the super late models there for the Winchester 400. How do you think the late model stocks would fare up there on that racetrack racing? Would you like racing there, or you just don't think it would be uh, something for you guys? I don't know, because we went to, uh, I feel like Winchester would be kind of close to Bristol for us. Yes, Um, yes it would. And one thing I didn't like about Bristol um, with our cars was they they got really aero-dependent. Um, I don't know if it was just the speeds we were going or from where we were pretty much flat-footed or, or whatever the case, but if you couldn't, if you got in traffic and you couldn't keep an air on the left front, it, it would it would get aerotight really quick, and it would be bad. You would you would be pointed towards apron or right to the line, and by the time you got to center, you would be up in about the second or third group. Oof. Um, so I don't know. It might would be different now with the the new bodies, um, but I kind of feel it would just be worse, you know, because they yeah. they do have more more error to them. But yeah. I think I think that would make that situation worse than it would help. Um, so I, I just don't know about that. We don't. I don't know that that I would love to do it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I've seen I've never seen the track in person, but I've seen videos and it looks like a, a really cool racetrack, and I'd love to go there. Um, I just don't know how our cars would, would fare. Plus, when we went to Bristol, we had to weld a lot of extra bars in there because it was twisting chassis up. And, um, so I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. I used to go to Bristol when the UARA series ran there, and I spotted there one time. And I'll tell you what, that's you're right on the edge in a late model stock car uh, in a track like that. Winchester is basically not much different. Um, been there several times for super modified shows and saw a USAC sprint car show there too. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, it's just a big old fast track. So uh, fun stuff. Well, I know you can't do all this by yourself, man. So uh, talk about who helps you make it all happen and get to victory lane. Yeah. Um, definitely got to start off. I think in autos by Nelson and Nelson Motorsports, uh, Solid Rock Carriers, Toyota, Castro, Blue Ridge Color Company, uh, Harness Race Car, BST Shocks, BTS Tire and Wheel. Um, it's all those guys, man, that, that make it possible for me. I can't thank them enough. Well, we uh, definitely are always happy to talk to you, Bobby Mack, and uh, congratulations again on the win. Uh, go get you a win this coming weekend, uh, and uh, we'll have you back on. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. <laughs> all right, that's Bobby McCarty, and uh, we're going to step aside. When we come back, uh, hopefully Chad Finley will be on the Strutmasters.com hotline because, well, Strutmaster sponsors him. Back with more in a moment. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke. 
302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com. Com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap Radio continues here on uh, Well Performance Motorsports Network Live, as well as uh, on the Race Chaser Online website. We'll call it the Race Chaser Radio Network. Um, and if you uh, miss any part of the show live or you just want to hear it again, and if you want to hear it again, thank you. Uh, but you can just uh, go to your favorite podcast platform because we're on most of them now. Just um, search Race Chaser Radio. Race Chaser Radio and give us a follow whether it's Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever it might be, Apple, Google, or on them all. Um, and uh, I think we're actually adding two more this week. So uh, <laughs> we're growing leaps and bounds with our um, on-demand platforms here. So uh, with that, we go back to the strutmasters.com hotline and bring out the strutmasters.com driver or one of the strutmasters.com sponsored drivers. Uh, and that is Chad Finley. Chad is a, um, I, I call him a veteran. I, it, it, I feel like it makes him feel or makes him older than he probably is. But uh, Chad's been around a while, has done a lot of asphalt racing, has run uh, late models and ARCA and uh, trucks and all kinds of things, and is now running dirt and picked himself up a win um, at Merritt Speedway up in Michigan over the weekend. And so we welcome for the first time to one of our race chaser shows, Chad Finley. And uh, it's good to have you here, my uh, friend. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, good 
Good to have a chance to talk to you guys finally. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. I I wanted to get you on a little earlier this year, and uh, it just got away from me with everything that's been going on. And uh, I saw that you won at Merritt over the weekend, and I said, "That's it. I'm not going to put it off anymore." <laughs> so I, um, but uh, just for those who, um, you know, aren't familiar with you, let's uh, kind of do a little bit of a backstory here. You actually started. You're from Michigan, and you started racing in go-karts uh, and ran those from 10 to about 14. And then you went, and I had to read this twice because nowadays this seems like it's commonplace, but back in you know 2006, I'm not sure it was, um, but you went straight from go-karts, not just to late models at your local track. No, 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 no. You went ASA late model racing. Holy cow, man, you were 14. Yeah, that's something my dad wanted to do. There was a time there we were racing uh, WK and stuff like that, and I was actually leading points in three three national series, I think it was. Wow. And our uh, sponsor called me, Ed Renzi, back then, and he said it was time for me to go uh, ASA late model racing. So we quit Goker there. Actually, at the time, because of what I was doing, had never been like done by anybody before with the points thing and stuff back then. And so we stopped and started racing late models there. I think that was in 2009, maybe 2008. Well, it says 2007, 2007, uh, you went uh, full time at 15, but you started racing at 14 in 06 at ransom shows, according to your bio. Yep. That's probably right. They know (laughs) more than me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. You got rookie of the year, uh, uh, in the outlaw super late models division at Spartan Speedway. I, I love that track. Um, and then, um, in 2008, you got your first win and, uh, got your first win in the template super pro late model, um, series as well. And it looks like, uh, 2009, 2010 is when you, um, really kind of stepped it up a little bit. And this is where I first got introduced to the name Chad Finley was when you were running in the Arca series. And I didn't realize it was that long ago until I read this earlier. Um, time condenses when you get old like me. Uh, Arca Racing Series driving for Brad Kozlowski. What was that like? Yeah, that was a really cool opportunity. Uh, a friend of ours, Mr. Wayne Setterington, he was the crew chief over there. And he worked for my family's towing company a long time oh. ago here at home. And we started talking to them guys. And uh, the first year was 2009 we bought our own Arca car and they kind of took care of it. And then in 2010, I went to drive for them full time or, you know, full time for us anyways. I think it was like seven or eight Arca races and uh, should have won a bunch of them, man. We just had a bunch of bad luck, a um, bunch of engine failures back then. You know, it, it was way different. Arca racing back then, it was, you know, it was way more competitive than it oh, is yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, there was 40. I actually just watched the race the other day from 2010 that I was in. And it had uh, 46 cars on it. So wow. it definitely changed a lot. Yeah, it definitely changed a lot. But, um, you know, that was something different. Um, fun times for myself. That was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I imagine. I mean, you won a pole um, and a track record at uh, Rockingham, which is, I mean, you know, for, for, for a lot of young drivers, if that's all they accomplished in their career, that'd be pr- that'd be a career right there uh, to have a um, – a track record at the rock, but, uh, you know, you you ran, uh, Arca for a number of years. Um, and yep, on and off. Yep. Yeah. With, uh, your own team. And then, um, 
You, uh, it says here, a passion he found through good friend Mike Stazak. Um, dirt racing. He drove a part-time schedule um, and then started running more dirt in the mid-2000s, it looks like, 2017, or the mid-2-teens, I suppose I should say. Um, and uh, you pretty much, with the exception of some truck race starts, um, you've pretty much been running dirt for most of uh, the last couple years, right? Although you did do a number of uh, starts yeah. of the truck series on and off, too. Yeah, we did the truck stuff last year and I think 2018. Yep. Um, I do so much racing anymore, you know. And I know. <laughs> I forget, you know. So I, I don't ever know which year is which. But yeah. I think in 2017, I think we ran ARCA in our own stuff. And yep. Maybe a couple of truck starts at, at the end of the year. And then did and some then uh, dirt racing. In 2019, right? we did a couple of truck races. But, yeah, so I started dirt racing in 2016, I would say. I probably did it five or six times in 2016. And then in 2017, we did it a little bit. You know, we were doing a lot of arc races. We had all of our time and efforts on that. And then in 2019, we started doing it full-time. And we had a bunch of problems last year. And we had a couple bad cars and stuff like that. And uh, got in a wreck and stuff like that. And it kind of changed our car. And we could never catch up to it. So we got a new car last year at the end of August. Okay. The first weekend of August. It's actually, this weekend was the first weekend. I just posted up in my time hop today. And um, <laughs> ever since we got that car, we've been really, really good. Had a lot of success with it. And it's not NASCAR, but it's something I really enjoy. Well, it it seems like you've, uh, I mean, you won the championship last year at um, I-96 um, and ran uh, some races in the American Ethanol Late Model Tour Series, which I know is a pretty competitive um, series up that way. Uh, you, you seem to have made a pretty... Uh, competitive transition to the dirt but what was it like for you to to go from racing especially at that time you were kind of running a mix of arca and then you you know a few truck starts here and there you know heavy cars on the pavement and on bigger tracks to go into the dirt car and the dirt weight model what was the what was the transition like for you having not really done it in a full-size car before it was tough it still is tough you know uh, they're racing changes daily it's not like asphalt racing where you know like asphalt racing they've been on bump stops and coil binding for a long time now they're racing everything changes by the day i mean you can you can call somebody here today and then you can call them in a couple of weeks and have a totally different outlook on things totally different car setup stuff like that but it's so difficult you know like when i was asphalt asphalt racing towards the end of my career there on asphalt and um i did all my own race cars built all my own race cars did all my own setup work and stuff like that so um on the dirt side of things, that's kind of where I am right now. Still trying to learn. I mean, I'm always asking people. I mean, I think about that stuff every day, all day. You know, that, I think that's how you get better in the sport. So I'm always leaning on people and stuff like that. But it's a lot more fun for me, you know, just because I don't come from a family that has millions of dollars like a lot of these kids do. So something that's a lot more affordable for us. I take my family up and down the road with me. And we've already won four. I think we've won four out of 12 races this year. So wow. we've had a really good season already. And we got a big race coming up this weekend. 10,000 10, to win, I think, and I'm really looking forward to that. I won this race back in 2016, and it's my second season ever. So hopefully we can get back to Virtual Lane here again this weekend. Uh, we won Saturday by, I think, five seconds. So uh, hopefully we can do it again this weekend. Do you have uh, Do you have a favorite track that you, you ran with uh, your ARCA truck stuff that, that stood yeah. out to you? Yeah, um, 
I love IRP. That's my favorite asphalt. Oh, yes. Yep. I've run second and third there a bunch. In my last ARCA race there, we led, uh, I think, like 100 and something laps out of 200. And there was a caution there. We saved our tires for the end. And there was a caution there with, like, 10 to go. And uh, I was in the wrong restart lane. Sergeant oh. won the race and ended up second or third. So that's my favorite asphalt racetrack there in Pensacola. You know, we down in Snowball Derby down there in 2016. And uh, still think about that from time to time. That one still stings up. I don't know if I'd like to go back at some point or not. Um, something my dad wants to do, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really like those two racetracks. You seem like you're having a great time on the dirt. And as you say, the dirt stuff changes constantly, and the tracks change constantly. You know, you can't, you know, if it worked at the track last week, if the temperature's different, the track's different, it's not going to work this week. Um, is that something, is that part of what you're finding to be the challenge of, um, kind of mastering the dirt part of your craft? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, arca racing and stuff, you could always move around on the racetrack, and, you know, like, track was always, it, it was always pavement, it was always it was always dry pavement, you know what I mean? So you go come over here and go dirt racing, you know, it definitely changes throughout the night. It's so line, you know, sensitive and sun sensitive, and it, it's super challenging. And I think that's why I like it so much. I think that's why I'm having lots more, you know, fun is because sure. it's just so challenging well uh we're gonna uh if if you can hang on uh just for a few minutes here chad we're going to step aside we'll put uh, you back in the land of hold just sit tight we'll bring you out uh when we come around on the other side of this break we're gonna have more with chad finley we've got more coming up on lead lap radio of course uh a number of shows still to come this week on race chaser radio we're going to tell you about all those too coming up so don't go anywhere We're going to step aside, be right back with more after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to me, Lab, and uh, we'll share. I'll share this laugh a little bit later in the show. NASCAR chasm up to a fake texts again for winner Brad Keselowski, and we'll get into those here in a little while because some of them are pretty funny. Um, okay, right now though, we're going back to the Strutmasters.com hotline and uh, rejoining Chad Finley, who has been waiting in the land of hold for the last few minutes while we were on commercial. Uh, and Chad, um, so uh, tell me about what are you seeing up your way in Michigan in terms of the overall motorsport short track picture at this moment? Uh, I mean, obviously it's been a very difficult year for, you know, for everyone everywhere in the sport with uh, the virus and all the shutdowns and not having fans. And what's the um, environment like where you are in Michigan with regard to uh, short track racing, especially on the dirt side where you are. Yeah, so, like, we started racing, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Somewhere like that. And that's in the northern part of our state. Our southern part of our state was shut down until probably, like, the third week of June. Oh, wow. And we were allowed to have fans on the first weekend up there, which is kind of surprising, but there's not a lot of people up there in that area of our state. So, um Recently here, we've had a couple of races that have actually got shut back down. Um, so that's been a little bit tough. You know, like the mm. southern southern counties of our state, when there's a lot more people. Um, some tracks haven't even opened up, like Spartan Speedway hasn't opened up. Uh, wow. Flat Rock hasn't opened up. So it's uh, it's been tough on everybody, I would assume. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's so different what's going on in the world today, and who knows what the yeah. agenda is or what's really going on. So. <laughs> Um, you know, there's all kinds of theories out there. You see them all over the internet. Um, well, of what's going on, or if there's a political agenda, or some whatever of them it is, just make sense. <laughs> you know, if you if you put a, it, a lot of it don't make sense, right? Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of them just, don't, you know, but some of them do. Track fans more yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, but it just stinks. Are you seeing? Uh, a lot of fun. Are you seeing good car counts? Yeah, we've seen really good car counts for the most part. Like. At the dirt track I was at the other night, we had 110 total cars. Um, wow. How many divisions? Yeah. Uh, six. Oh, six, wow. Somewhere like there. Five or six. Okay. And we have something called a mini wedge up there, which that's for kids like, I don't know, five to ten years old. 
Anyway, what so, is a so mini wedge? So it, it, it's like a looks like a go kart that you'd race. It's got a roll cage on it, so it looks like a sprint car, but it looks like a go kart at the same time. It's okay. a flat frame cart, and they got a little Briggs and Stratton motor on it. It's just like a go kart, but okay. I got a late model looking body on it, kind of thing with a little ah, uh, okay. Therefore, wedge. Okay. That I could, yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. So, yeah, those look good too. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's an interesting way to to get started, and it, I. I that sounds like a fairly local localized uh, division because I've not heard of them down in this area or anything. It sounds like um, yeah. somebody just adapted it to run locally. Uh, yeah, um, we race them at every dirt track up here now. I don't. I'm, I've seen some asphalt tracks have them. Okay. Um, there's you know, there's a lot of asphalt tracks here in the state that aren't open um, for whatever reasons. You know, I would probably say out of our state as far as asphalt tracks, I would probably say. 75% of them are still shut down. I think it's tougher for the pavement tracks to make a go of it, especially without fans, because they don't generally have as many divisions of racing or as many cars go through the back gate. So, you know, and a lot of them run divisions that carry fairly hefty purses. So you really, you know, you kind of need that, uh, that back gate support if you don't have fans. And so I think it's a little harder in general. We a lot of our tracks are open down here, um, both pavement and dirt, but the dirt tracks, I think, by and large, are doing much better for the most part than the pavement tracks are, with a couple of exceptions. Maybe Tri-County here has done, um, they're under new um, management now, uh, new ownership. And Somebody they, was in the news down there, weren't they? Didn't they get in trouble for holding the race? That was, uh, that was a Speedway. Um, okay. Yeah, a Speedway up north toward uh, Raleigh Moore. Um, no, Tri-County, which is uh, west of Hickory. Um, I'm sure you probably raced there at some point when you were over here. Um, they just have the new ownership just took it over. And, boy, they have they have brought that track back in a big way. And they've had fans, and they've done very well with it. And, um, you know, it's uh, Southern Nationals done well on the asphalt side. And there have been a few tracks. But for the most part, uh, I think the dirt tracks really everywhere seem to be faring a little better. And, again, it's because I think they have more back gate um that that kind of helps them uh you know but uh it's interesting you know again this year has been it's been a challenging year for everybody and i can only imagine um what it's like up there as i know the state you're in and i know <laughs> i know your situation um and so what is your schedule for the remainder of the year are you you seem to have at least by your website you seem to have a bit of a a mixed bag in terms of different tracks that you run at. Uh, how are, how are, how is your, your actual schedule given, you know, the circumstances with COVID um, how is your actual schedule playing out versus the anticipated schedule that uh, you have on your site here? Cause it looks like you're running mostly merit in tri County, but you got a bunch at Knoxville and uh, a couple at tri city. I mean, how, how's all that seem to be working out for you for August and September? Yeah, so when we first started, our schedule was that we are going to do a lot of traveling. And then when all the restrictions kind of come out, you know, it kind of closed that down. Plus, we had a new baby and at the end of April. So Congratulations. That kind of things too. Thank you. Yeah. So that, that kind of changed things, too. You know, we didn't want to take her too far away from home or have her out all the time. Well, like yeah, that. especially but, now. Right. But we are going to do some traveling here, starting because our racing up here is normally done Labor Day weekend. 
And so we're going to do some traveling after that. I think we're going to come down there and race a little bit. And uh, Cherokee, we're going to come down there and run. Oh, there we go. I'm going to go over to Pennsylvania. Um, we're going to go over to New York. I think we race once or twice there. And we're going to come run the World Finals down there in Charlotte the first week of November. So we're still going to get out and do a little traveling. Um, you know, like I was wanting to do a lot more traveling this year, and it just, it just didn't work out. So hopefully next year we can get that to all, all work out and uh, hopefully run some national touring events here next year. Fun, yeah. That's uh, that would that would be fun when you get uh, uh, when you when you're getting ready to come to Cherokee. Uh, let me know because uh, I'll I'll go over and watch. I I'd like to watch you run and and uh, was actually supposed to get to Cherokee the other night and uh, just didn't work out for me to go. But uh, looks like October second is your date. Um, yep, Cherokee, and then you got one at four eleven the next day in Tennessee. Those are uh, those are two fun tracks to run for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if that's my old schedule or that's my new schedule. I'm not sure because they like changed a bunch of dates around and stuff. And <laughs> happened. Well, so I, I haven't looked at it in a while because we've just you know just, just been doing the same thing here every weekend. Yeah. And then you know at first we we're looking for places to race. You know when they, everything kind of started opening back up. You know I think it started down there in North Carolina somewhere was the first race, and there was a bunch of late models there. And then you know slowly but surely more things opened up. We we're looking for places to race, and it's just late model racing there's so many different tire combinations you can run oh yeah you know, it, and so it's tough you know because you gotta have all these tires and you gotta have you know 100 tires just to, just to go anywhere that you want to go on any given weekend so and that's a hefty bill so we just didn't do that and we just kind of waited for our tracks to open up here and you know plus like i said we had our baby and stuff so uh hopefully we make it down there like i said i, I think on um, the end of september and the whole month of october we're gonna do quite a bit traveling nice very good well we certainly look forward to it i know that uh you can't do all of this by yourself i know one of your sponsors is uh a great supporter of ours as well chip lofton and the folks from strut masters uh talk about your relationship with chip and uh talk about your other partners as well yeah so chip came on board with us i think it was 2017 i think at the end of 17 you know he came on board helped us a couple arc races and stuff like that and then he hopped on our truck in 2018 and 2019. And, you know, we told him that we weren't going to do the truck racing stuff anymore. And he still wanted to stand behind us. You know, he was excited about the dirt track racing thing. So we couldn't do it without, you know, Chip and Strut Masters. And uh, all of that has been a partner of ours since 2009, I think. So I've um, been with those guys for a long time. They've always always been on all my race cars. Couldn't do it without them. And, you know, our family business with Northside Towing and, all those people, um, everybody at Airlift, I've had them on our car also since 2009. So I've had a lot of sponsors for a long time that have really helped me. You know, we've done a lot of different racing together, you know, from asphalt to dirt, from late models to ARCA to trucks to dirt late models again. So uh, couldn't do it all, all those people for sure. Well, we appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. And uh, once you get into the yeah. area, if we can get you in, um you know, either on a Monday night or uh, on a Thursday where you're not otherwise committed. We'd love to have you in the studio to do some live radio uh, from uh, from the studio instead of uh, via the telephone. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Hope you guys have a good night. All right. You too. Thanks. That's uh, Chad Finley, and we wish him good luck the rest of the way. A big win at Merritt this past weekend and got some, some big races coming up before the end of his season. Good to talk with Chad and Chad's been around a while, um, and I think he's one of these drivers that really probably doesn't get the respect that ultimately he deserves because, again, if you're not winning constantly, 
a lot of people don't pay attention to you, but Chad is a very capable racer and has has done very well uh, for quite a while. And uh, it's great to finally get a chance to chat with him. Gorgeous looking number 42 um, on the dirt weight model circuit. Okay. Um, Gosh, I really want to get into these uh, fake texts uh, from NASCAR chasm, but we've got less than a minute left in this segment. So uh, I'm just going to let all of you know that uh, on uh, that tomorrow on Tuesday night, if you're a modified fan, um, NASCAR style modified fan, we've got our modified, mainly modifieds podcast coming out tomorrow night, uh, seven o'clock on race chaser radio. And you can just go to our website, um, racechaseronline.com to hear it, or you can, uh, we'll have a link on all of our race chaser media, social media, or again, on demand search race chaser radio on Spotify or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, you can pick that up tomorrow night and then on Wednesday, right back in this studio at uh, 1 PM Eastern, uh, we're going to have the inside pass with Randy Miller and I. So, uh, that's coming up. That'll be a Facebook live on Wednesday. Um, and then it will be on demand, uh, Wednesday night as well. So there's your next couple of race chaser programs coming up. We'll tell you about the big show on Thursday, motorsports madness, as we uh, continue on with lead lap right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. 
You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Got to make a note to get uh, Spencer back in here. He's always a fun guest to have uh, Spencer running this season in the uh, truck series again with uh, Young's Motorsports, Tyler Young and uh, his uh, team. And so uh, we'll we'll try to see if we can get Spencer Boy back in the studio here soon. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Also want to um, want to acknowledge uh, my computer career. Uh, as one of our major supporters here with Race Chaser Radio, um, mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life. If you are looking for a career, whether it's a first career or a next career, um, it's a great opportunity. It's a, it's an IT school. It's one of the best there is. Um, they they really do it right. They've got financial aid available if you qualify, uh, including the GI Bill. Uh, and of course, uh, you can train just one to two uh, days a week online. That's it. Um, and when you're ready to uh, get out in the workforce, they have uh, hundreds of employers they work with to try to get you placed. And, and of course, uh, you can be ready in as little as four months. It's uh, it's not a an extended length course, but it is definitely more than enough training to get you into a great career. They've got a sterling record, and I uh, really enjoy the folks at My Computer Career. And so give them a, a look-see if you're interested in a career change. IT might be for you. Don't worry if you're not good at math or science, by the way. It's not rocket science. My Computer Career, you don't even need to be terrifically polished with a computer. They will train you from stem to stern and get you ready to go. There are over 2 million unfilled cybersecurity jobs in this country right now. Way more demand for IT work than there is supply of qualified people to do it. So um, if you're looking for a change in career, my computer career might have the answer for you. It is training for a better life, and we thank the folks at My Computer Career for being a part of our Race Chaser Radio family of supporters. With that, uh, we go back to the show here, and <laughs> I w- I love when I can do anything. I can talk about NASCAR chasm because I'm not big on Twitter. Um, those of you who follow Race Chaser Media on Twitter, I, I really probably should apologize to y'all because I'm I'm so busy during the day. It's almost like I just don't have the time um, to be on there that it really demands and. So I, but I do try to keep up. Obviously, it's a, it's a great way to keep up with what's going on in the racing world. And so, um, NASCAR Chasm is a great reason to check out Twitter. I scroll through his uh, tweets on a daily basis just to see what he's got going on. And uh, during the show, I try to keep up with Twitter just because there may be some breaking news we want to get out. 
and actually it was James Mellick who's with me in the studio that um, that reminded me that NASCAR Chasm has these uh, fake texts to winner Brad Keselowski. He does this every week. Um, these are fake texts that he creates from other drivers um, to the winner of the race. In this case, it was Brad Keselowski. And again, like any other bit that, that you try to do on a radio show, some of them are great. Some of them, not quite so much, but that's okay. That's, that's part of... Um, it's if, part of this game and having part fun. Part of the game. And, and, yes. And if you buy the premise, you buy the bit. Johnny Carson used to say, if you buy the premise, you buy the bit. Well, the premise is these are fake text messages that other cup drivers send to the winner. In this case, Brad Kozlowski. Okay. There's, there's a few of them. Here we go. From Denny Hamlin. This is Brad. Hey, Denny. Denny's response. If you're going to joke that I finished runner-up just so I wouldn't have to hold the lobster in victory lane, then you'd be about the 20th person to text and tell me that. Brad, never mind then. (laughs) Denny, and for the record, I didn't run from the lobster. I was merely an early adapter of social distancing, okay? All right. Um, Roger Penske, Brad's boss. Brad, I, I, I just want to make sure you didn't remove the rubber bands on the lobster's claws. Brad, well, of course not. Roger, good. Brad, you think I'd recklessly want to cut open my hand in victory... Victory L. No rest of the word. Roger, you were trying to delete what you were typing, but hit send accidentally, didn't you? Brad, yup. Now, this one comes straight from the lobster. This is the, now again. If, if if you don't if if you didn't watch the race, you the, the the winner of the race at New Hampshire gets a lobster. It's obviously got its claws tied together, and you just hold the lobster up at victory lane. But that's basically the the um, the the sort of perk of being the winner. Um, so here we go. This is the lobster. Where was the blonde that usually holds me in victory lane? I like her. We had a connection, Brad. That was my wife. Watch yourself. Lobster, why was no one else in there with us? Brad, we have to stay at least six feet apart from each other. Lobster, is that so? Well, I was staying 164 feet deep from everyone, and yet here we are, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Kenseth, (laughs) good win, Brad. Thanks, Matt. What you up to? Matt. Bringing out another caution, probably. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm like a stage break that doesn't give out points, baby. (laughs) Matt Kenseth did not have a good day yesterday at all. Uh, He's really struggled with these these cars this year. Yeah, with that low downforce package, it's something he's not used to. It's something completely different that you have to drive. It's thrown him for a major whoop. Um, Eric Almaroa, I really thought I'd be having surf and turf tonight. Brad, sorry to spoil it for you. <laughs> Eric, lobster and ham. Brad, by the way, how do you keep picking the pole during random qualifying draws? Eric, don't know. I'm just good at being randomly selected. I'm spending this week dumping business cards into that jar at restaurants and pl- probably winning like 300 free lunches. <laughs> Kyle Bush. I'm sorry about your luck, Kyle. I don't know what the deal is. Kyle, gee, thanks. Brad, you'll figure it out. Kyle, FBK. Brad, don't you mean KFB? Kyle, not right now, I don't. Because <laughs> he's not doing well in Cup. 
If you have to explain it, it's probably not funny, but I'm I'm doing it just for the benefit of the audience. Yeah, he had another good quote this week, and he goes, still 2020. Still 2020. <laughs> he's, he wins in trucks, but he's not winning. Well, he, he won in Xfinity and got DQ'd. And yep. I hope he gets him that win. I really, I you know, I know they're they're busting their tail over there, and uh, I think he's... He's right there, I think, but he's just not able to get it. I think he'll get him one here soon. I'm going to make a prediction. Kyle Busch gets a win in the playoffs and then goes on a roll. Then goes on a roll? Goes I think they're roll. close. They're really close. It's just they can't shake that monkey right now. He'll and once they do, in, and then he'll go on a roll. Once That's he wins, my... it, like you're saying, once he wins, you yeah. better watch out because he's going to go for blood. All right, next with Jimmy Johnson. Brad, congratulations on a great finish, Jimmy. I finished 12th, Brad. Well, yeah, but I mean, just with your recent luck and all, you're congratulating me on finishing 12th. Dude, just trying to be supportive. If your text was a ribbon, it would say participant. (laughs) Next one from Joey Logano. This should be good. I did not pre-screen these, just so you know. Uh, Joey, man... (laughs) Man, what a win. Brad, thanks, Joey. Joey, you're definitely up there with Denny and Harvick as the trio of dominant drivers who are certain to win the championship. Stop. You're the big three. Yay. Stop. I mean, I don't think anyone can possibly beat the big three. Hmm. You've got to understand the context there. That was Joey because he beat the big three, you see. Yep. So, Joe yeah. has already done it. Yeah, yes, that's what I like. He's hmm. already done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan Priest, this ought to be good. As a New Englander, I just wanted to make sure you were cooking the lobster appropriately. Wait, let me do that again. As a New Englander, I just wanted to make sure you were cooking the lobster appropriately. That It's not that Ryan talks like that. I just like doing a main accent once in a while. Um, okay, Brad, I think. I can't seem to get the water boiling, though. Ryan, well, I finally finished the race, and we had precipitation that didn't end up requiring a red flag. Brad, and? Ryan, what I'm saying is the water isn't getting hot because of the icy winds blowing up from the now-frozen hell. Wow, what a way to end it. Okay, so that was NASCAR Chasm's fake tweets um, to the winner, Brad Keselowski. And, you know, when we, we, we talked a little bit about this race earlier, and, you know, when you, when you really look at it, I mean, Brad winning a race is not a great surprise, but I think the fact that he was so prominently being mentioned to go anywhere but Penske and now wins and then resigns tells you that I don't think he was ever that far from resigning with Penske to begin with. No, I agree. I don't think they were ever far. I think that was just um, something the driver could possibly use yeah. is bait. You know, these rumors start, and then they can start saying, hey, look, I'm being mentioned here, I'm being mentioned here, and it kind of helps them get what they're looking for yes. in their contract. Yes. Well, you know, and I think, uh, too, it really comes down to, again, as I said at the top of the show, there just wasn't anywhere else for Brad to go that was realistic where he would have, um, you know, would, would have had a better situation than what he's in now. I mean, the, this silly season right now comes down to, I think, um, 
again, Chase Briscoe, for one, and Bubba Wallace now suddenly. Because if the rumors are true that he's a serious candidate, or at least a viable candidate for the 42 car, which we assume that Matt Kenseth, once this year is over, is just going to retire for the final time and, um, you know, and, and be out of the car. I don't see Matt coming back again in the 42. So, you know, I guess when you look at it, you say, well, um, where, if, if Bubba's a serious candidate, then what happens to the 43 car if he leaves? Now, I've heard from the owner of that team that they've heard from three drivers, and he says one of which is a star. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Hmm. wonder yeah. who that is. Well. Because well, I really don't know. We'll chat about it when we come back from the break. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com.
Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. This is our final segment. Um, and I want to get to, we're going to do kind of a uh, um, quick de- uh, topical segment here at the end and, and run through a few different things. Uh, Tom Baker with you, James Mellick in the studio as well. And uh, we wrap up tonight's Legal App Radio show. A few things on my mind. First of all, um, yesterday I watched a tremendous finish in the IMSA event. Um, Elio Castro Neves. I mean, the move he made, they shouldn't even, it was raining so hard. Um, at Road America, and yet, you know, Castro Neves still makes the pass and gets it done. Um, a tremendous drive for him. Here's the deal. He's competing in the Indy 500, and the latest from motorsport.com, because keep in mind, Acura splitting from Team Penske, that sports car team going away, Elio Castro Neves aiming for a full-time return to IndyCar in 2021, and here's what I think of that. Yeah, you might have called that on our last show when they were talking about it. You said you could see him returning there. So yeah, I, uh, I, I look. I, I think he's still got the drive, and I think he's still got the talent to do it. Um, Juan Pablo Montoya, not so sure. I might see a part-time schedule, but um, I could easily see Elio back in IndyCar, and uh, he wants to. Uh, he wants to be back full time. So I think. He's his primary consideration is finding a way back to IndyCar full time. His secondary consideration is being back in IMSA. Um, Elio just makes any race better be, with his personality and, and his passion for the sport. Yeah, his personality is top notch. He has so much fun with everything yes. he does. I mean, when you put him on TV, he instantly, if you're just like, eh, this is not so great, just instantly makes something that much better because. He just makes you happy just to see how happy he is. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I, I think um, I, I think that Elio would be I look, I think he can win the Indy five hundred in a couple of weeks. And while we're while we're on the IndyCar uh topic, it is so weird to be sitting here. It's August third, and we're talking about the Indy five hundred coming up in a couple of weeks. Normally obviously it's Memorial Weekend. Um it just something just it's like the earth is tilted slightly off its axis. Yeah, it's definitely weird. I'm sure it's weird at home. Um, your shirt's not going to say, is it May yet anymore? Like it always does. Everybody always walk around, walks around. Is it May? It's May yeah. or something like that on it. It's either it is May or is it May yet? Uh, and you're not really saying that this year because, well, well, it's not going to be raced in May. We've always considered, or at least a lot of us, and I can speak for myself, I consider Memorial Weekend the official start of spring and the racing season. I mean, obviously there's a fair amount of racing that takes place before that, but you know, by that time, a lot of the Northern short tracks are opening because obviously, hopefully it stops snowing. Um, And so that's the first big weekend for racing kind of universally. So um, you have, of course, the big three. You have the the Monaco Grand Prix of the Indy, the uh, Indy 500 and then the Coke 600. Um, 
And this year with the Indy 500 being in August, it's, it's just weird. And, and yet I feel like in a way the start of the IndyCar season and some of the racing that we've seen leading up to this, I feel like the having the Indy 500 coming up in late August somehow is just wicked awesome, even though I certainly wouldn't want them to leave it there. I guess let's come up with another big, you know, big race. But, but Indy, I, I think this is going to be a fantastic 500. I know the crowd's going to be reduced, so it's not going to quite look like Indy usually looks. But I just feel like this is going to be okay somehow. Yeah, I agree. The racing's going to be great. You know, it's it. There's just so much excitement. It just feels strange. So uh, we'll see where uh, where things shake out here with uh, IndyCar going into the 500. We can tell you, James. I think you mentioned earlier. Go ahead. Yep. Um, I got some other stuff I can tell you about that as well. Um, I did see that they lifted the blackout. So they do a 50 mile blackout there. They lifted that. Good. Uh, so that is lifted. I got Good. that. That was lifted about a week ago or so, like when they did that cut down from that. 50 Good. to 25. Good. They lifted that. So now you can watch it within that radius. And they just came out today and said that opening day next Tuesday for the 500 has been canceled and they are going to move it to Wednesday. Uh, not sure the reasoning behind that, but they've just moved it back one day. Okay. So. So opening day on Wednesday, yeah. And that was the other thing. I mean, usually you get a whole month build up to this. You have the Grand Prix and whatever. And um, unfortunately, we're not going to get that. We're going to get a few days is, is, is you know, really um, actually, a, a, I guess, about a week. Um, and uh, then it's time to go racing. But uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be great. I think to have a race at this point in the season of that magnitude to really key on and focus on. Um, and I think it's going to do very, very well in uh, – you know, uh, on TV and, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be great. So excited for that. Um, and glad to see that, uh, Elio is thinking about a full-time return to Indy. Cause like I said, I don't think his gas tank is empty yet. I think he's got at least one more, um, good competitive season in him if he gets the right equipment. And, um, I think it'd be fun to have him back. And I hope that the captain would uh, put him in a car. Um, otherwise somebody will, uh, I'd love to see AJ Foyt needs another driver of his caliber to go with Charlie Kimball. Charlie's actually had some good runs uh, for AJ this year. They haven't had the results, but they've had the performances. He's been he's been fast, uh, and I would love to see somebody like Elio Castroneves in um, in in one of Foyt's cars if um, Roger doesn't um, put him back in the car and and expand his number of teams again. I think it'd be good for the series. It'd be great to see. Elio, a huge driver, go over to AJ Foyt yeah. and help Charlie. Um, and I want to jump on something real quick and ask go you ahead. this. I know that they've had in years past, not last year, last year they sent cars home from the 500. With the pandemic going on this year, do you see them having exactly 33 cars and nobody going home? What do you think? Do you think oh, some teams back um, out? Or I mean, what is your thought on how many cars actually come later in the year compared to May? Well, I, I think it will be the same. Um, now with that being said, uh, I've forgotten where we were at. Um, I mean, maybe if Jacob Seelman happens to be listening and he, uh, well, we've only got about five minutes left in the show, but, uh, maybe he can uh, call real quick, but I, I, we're, we'll, we'll try to talk more about that on Thursday. Cause that's a valid question. I think we had, I think we had about 34 or 35 the last I knew, but I could be wrong. I I'm pretty sure we had enough. Um, you know, and again, I think, uh, 
you know, you got what you got at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a chance we could have a couple of extras. Um, so it would be interesting to see if that works out. Uh, I hope we do. Cause I think bump day is, is still one of the, the most exciting parts of the weekend. I've not, I'm not one much for the fast nine or whatever they do. Cause I just don't really care. Um, who starts where, to be honest, I'm more interested in if we have some extra cars, it adds the drama of who's going to make it, who's going to miss. But I, I do, I will say this, this year, because of the situation, it wouldn't bother me nearly as bad this year if we had just enough as it normally would on a regular year. You know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like we, we were kind of so off kilter with the way the Indy 500 is going to be, you know, done anyway. Um, I'm just anxious to see the race and, and hopefully it's a safe race for everybody. But I thought it was interesting, by the way, that Jimmy Johnson opened the door in his interview post Indy test with Chip Ganassi in the IndyCar. He opened the door. He said he would consider. He wouldn't say no necessarily. He would consider an Indy 500 starting um, opportunity next year if it came by. And he definitely wants to run some races in the series. I think it would be awesome to see him in an Indy car. I, I mean, the guys who go from a cup car to an Indy car, the last few that have done it have shown they can run with them. I yes. mean, Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, uh, they've showed what they can do. Well, Tony uh, hasn't done any since he went to NASCAR. But, yeah. but yes, Kurt I mean, Busch certainly can. And, and look, Jimmy Johnson is a supremely talented racer. Um and, and uh, yeah, I, I think he would be just fine. Um, he's he's a real student of the craft, and he would work very hard. So um, I just thought that was quite interesting to, uh, uh, to, to contemplate an Indy 500 with Jimmy Johnson in it. Um, and I know, and again, it's real early. We don't even know where we're going to be next year as far as, you know, virus or whatever. We hope we're normal. But I believe Kyle Busch's current contract allows him to do it Whoa. if he wants to. That would be cool to see, too. So, you know, and and I will tell you this. I know that Roger Penske wants to see more of that crossover. Yeah, he would love to see that. I mean, could you imagine if Jimmy Johnson won? You're talking about a seven-time cup champion, possible eight if he can yeah. find a way to win one this year. And then if he won the Indy 500, he's an Indy champ as well. Well, and that's I mean, the thing. It's like, you know, you just and, – and again, with this new series that Tony and Ray are starting with the, the IROC kind of series – um, oh, let's see more. Uh, this just in more from Ryan, the SRX car from Matt Weaver on Twitter. No bump stops, no dragging the nose, no splitter. The wing is at 10 degrees to prevent lift only. Um, I'm using the tunnel data from 1992. Yay. Wow. He's going back. No arrow. I love it. That's, you know, we, that's what we need. We need a, just a good old fashioned, um, mechanical grip driver centric race car for that series, the SRX uh, series for next year, and um, that should be a lot of fun. We're, we're due to get a couple more driver announcements coming up soon. Um, I thought it was funny that the first one was Tony Kanan, who's completely foreign to uh, stock cars, pretty much. I mean, I I don't know. He might have run, he might have run an IROC somewhere in the last uh, few years of it, but um, but he's pretty much non-existent and and never driven a stock car. So uh, that shows you that they're going to try to get some diversity into this field. 
I got one here for you. You just mentioned IROC, ran a little bit of it. Yeah. And this man is retired, hadn't been behind the wheel in a while. How about Steve Kinzer? You see him hopping in and maybe running I some laps? I, no, I can't see. I'll tell you what, I could see Donnie Schatz, though. You could see Donnie doing it? Sure. I, I think if Tony, uh, if, if they invited him, I think Donnie Schatz would, would do it in a heartbeat. And there again, that's, you know, you want to get that cross section. You want some of the, the, the short track guys. You want a couple of the dirt guys. You want... You know, uh, so they want obviously some legends, um, and Tony Kanan is retiring. So, um, you know, he he's a good fit. Uh, you take somebody like Juan Pablo or somebody and put him in there. So, yeah, it's uh, that should be a lot of fun next year. But I'm I'm kind of liking the possibility of more crossover being encouraged now that Roger Penske basically owns everything IndyCar. So we'll see where that goes. And that's. Uh, Gosh, that's about it. I wish we had had time to get to more. I had more I wanted to talk about. But, hey, uh, so, so again, quick show lineup here. Um, Wednesday, the inside pass, 1 o'clock Eastern on Facebook Live, Race Chaser Media and WSIC News. Then Thursday, Motorsports Madness uh, from 7 to 9 um, with myself, Randy Miller, and uh, our special guest, Gary Elliott, the Iron Man from Canada, 73-year-old late model racer, who's had over 800 consecutive nights of racing um, and trying to get to nine before he hangs it up. So he'll be a great guest on Thursday night. So until then, for the folks at WSIC and our sponsors and James Mellick, I'm Tom Baker. See ya. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.